This might be the best show we ever do. Tonight, we have Carol Roth, gas prices. Uh-oh, she's going to break that down. We have Julie Kelly. What's going on with the FBI in Michigan? And offense. It's time for the GOP to play offense, yet they're on defense. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time for This Week in Wokeism. Speed kills. You ever hear that phrase? Ever? If you're a sports person, you've heard it. Definitely football, right? You get some fast running back out there, darting back and forth. Announcer, come on and say, speed kills. Why does speed kill? Why? Tell you what, pause on that for a second. Don't worry, we're getting to this Florida bill. You know any fighters in your life? I mean, professional fighters or even amateurs, boxers, MMA guys. You know any of those guys? If you do, you'll know that it's not all punching or if they're MMA guys kicking and wrestling and things like that. If you actually talk to them about their craft and what they do, they'll talk endlessly about balance. How boring is that, right? Tell me about right hooks and stuff. Balance? One of my best friends, he's a former Golden Gloves boxer. You talk to him about his early days, he'll tell you a story about he showed up, wanted to learn how to box, he was getting picked on, wanted to learn how to box, shows up in this boxing gym, he's a Mexican dude, it's a Mexican boxing gym, so all these tough dudes around him. Coach says, yeah, come on in. And then the coach proceeds to not let him throw a punch for, I believe it was a couple weeks. Instead, the coach had him walking a tape, front, back, left, right. How boring and lame, right? Why? Well, because wrong-footing your opponent or being wrong-footed yourself is fatal. Anyone in fighting knows that. Get your guy off balance. You stay on balance, and when he's off balance, go in for the kill and finish him. It is time to develop this kind of a mindset on the right, and I cannot believe how lame and pathetic our politicians are right now. Undoubtedly, on top of gas prices, yeah, we're going to get to that later on in the show. Undoubtedly, you've heard about this Florida bill. Officially, it's called HB 1557. What's the bill say? The bill says, don't teach kindergartners about sex or sexual orientation. Don't bring that stuff up at all because they're freaking kindergartners. That's That's all the bill says. That's it. Little kids. Don't teach them about sex. So Democrats, because the modern Democratic Party is completely clinically insane, they're full-blown communist, cultural Marxist now, modern Democrats have taken to calling it the don't say gay bill, and modern Democrats put out this lovely little video. Don't say it, don't say it. Gay, I said. Gay. 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 I'm going to say it. Gay. What do we know about Marlon Brando? That he's gay. 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 You get the idea. Okay. Um, Everyone who supports this bill supports pedophilia. If you believe in people discussing sex of any kind with kindergartners, 
You're a disgusting freak who not only shouldn't be teaching, you should be locked away on a penal colony or in the very least have an ankle monitor attached to you. This is disgusting. And look, this is going on across the United States of America. Wisconsin, a school district in Wisconsin, they just put out a statement saying parents are not entitled to know if their kids are transgender. This is not a Florida thing. This is a nationwide thing. It has become a nationwide policy of the Democratic Party to talk to your kids, not just their kids, your kids about changing genders. Who's gay? Look at my two dads. This has become a normal thing. The people... The people voting for this stuff, or I should say voting against this bill, they want teachers like this in your child's classroom. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that, because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's really just who he truly is, Kal-El. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. I'm going to try not to get upset here, but have you seen the percentages of kids these days with mental health problems? the percentages of kids these days who are trying to figure out if they're gay at the age of seven, trying to figure out if they're actually girls, girls trying to figure out if they're actually boys. Have you seen the numbers these days? Have you seen how staggeringly high they are compared to any other time in history? It's not a mystery why. Kids are going to absorb and accept the things that are pushed on them, especially by authority figures like teachers. I was out to dinner with some friends, just neighborhood buddies. Remember, I don't live in New York or D.C. I just hang out with normal people, not political people. So all the ladies in the neighborhood had, were having a girls' night. And so all the fellas decided, hey, let's get together, have a couple beers, go get some Mexican food. We all go out to sit down having some Mexican food. And one of the dads at the table started telling me about something called furries. Now, if you already know what this is, you're probably already laughing at me. If you don't know what this is, welcome to my world. I said... What's a furry? And the dad simply explained to me, and everyone at the table snickering, right? So the dad explained to me, he said, some of these kids, uh, they pretend they're animals, and they think they're animals, and they bark at people and stuff like that. Now, at this point in time, remember, it's a bunch of dudes, dudes. I just think they're messing with me. Because I'm looking at them bewildered. I'm saying to them, that's not a thing. Oh, shut up. You guys, you guys are idiots. And they all start getting in on They're like, no, Jesse, it's a thing. And I still, I refuse to believe it because I think I'm being messed with. So one of the guys picks up his phone and calls his daughter. She's in high school. He puts her on speakerphone, tells her she's on speaker. And he says, hey, Jesse's here. He doesn't believe me. Explain to him what furries are. And she told me it's a thing. Now, if you're sitting there with your jaw on the floor, uh, well, here's a little video for what it looks like. They eat out of dog bowls. They do these things in school. This is where this stuff is led. So what am I talking about? What, what did I start out talking about fighting and off balance for? Well, this is why. We have a loser, pathetic, weak, defensive mentality on the right, and it disgusts me. And that's the reason we have kids barking at each other in schools. The, the Democratic Party, 
the entire thing and every media person who's in that party should be forced today to be on the defensive. This is an opportunity for Republicans to play offense. And all I see out there are Republicans, well, it doesn't, it doesn't say that. It doesn't really say that. It's not hateful, guys. I'm not hateful. Look how nice I am. It makes me sick. They're destroying kids in the country and the GOP still can't find the balls to play offense. If you're a Democrat right now, you should be hiding under your desk for fear that someone will come in and ask you, why do you support pedophilia? Do you believe in the grooming of children? This is an opportunity for the GOP to take back more seats than they could ever imagine. If you want to make it just political, every Republican in the country from state to federal should be running ads about the Democratic Party going against this Florida bill, wanting to teach six-year-olds about sex and gay and trans and all this other disgusting filth. But no, you can't get that. You can't get it in this country. You can't get it on the right. Well, not with the old right anyway. It's always, well, I, I want to be nice and accepting. I hate it. Where, where do we go? Right now, the Republican National Committee, every single Republican running for Congress, every single Republican in a state house race should be putting the question to their Democrat opponents. Do you or do you not support this bill? You don't support the bill? Okay, so you're a pedophile? Oh, you're not a pedophile? So you support pedophilia? Do you believe in the grooming of six-year-olds? Do you believe teachers should be allowed to push their sexuality on pre-K kids? Every Democrat in the country should be scared to death to be asked about this right now. And instead, it's Republicans who are scared. Do we look nice enough? Do the disgusting communists, do you, do, they, do you think they like us, guys? I can't handle it. We have them off balance. Push them over. We have them off balance. They're out of touch. Even most Democrat parents don't want their six-year-olds learning about perverted filth in schools, and the Republicans still can't seem to snatch a victory. The opponent is right there. He's teetering. He's off balance. Knock him out. Hit him. Now. But we can't. We don't. We can't speak any basic truths. We can't speak the truth about biology in this country. We can't. Uh, am I gonna sound hateful? Why is this complicated? You don't have to tell anybody how to live their life, but it is not complicated at all. You know what builds strong nations? Here, let me tell you. Strong families. Young men marrying young women, staying married and making babies. That makes for strong countries. I don't care if that offends you. And most of all, I need you to understand this. I don't care if that's how you live your life. That's fine. You live how you want to live. Single forever, make your own choices. I don't care. On a macro level, what I just said is inarguable. Young men marrying young women, staying married and making babies makes for a strong country. And yet find me one Republican in the country who's willing to push that in schools because that's what we should be pushing. No, instead we push all kinds of filth and we got kids barking at each other and eating out of dog bowls. God, if I sound fired up, I am. There's a victory right here. And like always, the GOP is scared to take advantage of it. Scared of being called bigots or, or misogynist or racist or whatever new word they have for you today. Let me tell you something, GOP. The communists are never gonna treat you nicely. Doesn't matter how nice you are, how much you roll over and show your belly to them. They hate you. They despise everything you stand for. 
Their mission in life is to rip every single part of this country up, burn it down to ash, and leave a smoldering ruin behind them. And if you can't find the balls to step up and fight against these people, get to the sidelines so we can get someone who will. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. My friend Kira Davis is gonna to react to all this insanity here in a second. Now, let me tell you something. I know that there's no such thing as any other disease but coronavirus, as far as the media is concerned, but there actually are many diseases out there right now. A lot of viruses, a lot of mold. We're not exactly in the best position medically in a country anymore. I have three Eden Pure thunderstorms, not just because it takes care of my allergies, it kills viruses, it kills mold constantly in the air, constantly cleaning the air in your home. That's why I own three of them. One where I live, one where I sleep, one where my sons sleep, one in the general living area. I'd recommend you do the same. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the code JESSE. That gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. As an American citizen, I find it truly disgusting that my country goes 40 steps forward just for people like the governor in Florida to take us 30 steps backwards. Don't say gay, Bill. Are you serious? Don't talk about what I went through and what my fellow gay LGBTQ plus community went through to get me here. Are you serious right now? Is the government sleeping? Why are they letting you do this? Isn't this the free country, the free world, freedom of speech? Don't say gay. That goes against freedom of speech. Ugh. Joining me now, Kira Davis. She's the editor-at-large at Red State. Also, very proud of her, as much as that pains me to say. She's running for school board, actually doing something. We'll get to that in a little bit. Kira, I'm very frustrated at the moment with the Republican Party. I know you're going to find that shocking. But we have a bill that simply says, don't talk about sex with six-year-olds, with kindergartners. And all I see is Republicans out there playing defense once again. Well, that's not, it doesn't say don't say gay, guys. That's not what it says. We have the Democratic Party on, they're off balance. They're completely off balance. They're way out of touch with most people, Democrat and Republican in this country, certainly most parents, and the Republican Party still can't find it in them to play offense. Why? I don't know. I mean, this bill is barely even about talking to kids about sex, even. It's about parental choice. That is the whole thing. That's the only message that, that even needs to be put out there by the Republicans. It has doesn't have anything to do with who you want to be with or who you want to be uh, when you grow up. It has to do with the fact that parents deserve the option to opt out of lessons and discussions in the classroom that they don't feel are appropriate for their children. And yes, it also does say that, you know, when your child is three, four, five years old, maybe we don't talk to them about sexual issues like identity and who you love. You know, maybe you just teach them how to read and write. I don't know what's going on with the Republican Party. I think everyone's in chaos right now, to be honest, Jesse. I think what is in chaos, what we're looking at the 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 meltdown of the Democrat Party for obvious reasons, but I think we're not really talking about what else is melting down, and that's the establishment. You know, all, all of a sudden, no one really has the right answers here. It's really hard for people to gauge their electorates because everyone's so mad about so much. 
I think that Republicans are every bit as confused about what their electorate is feeling as Democrats are. And the GOP better start messaging more clearly as we move into 2022, because it's not going to be enough just to talk about what Democrats are doing wrong. We're going to have to sell what, peop what, what Republicans can do right for the people of America. And I'm with you. I don't see it happening yet, but I don't feel hopeless yet. I feel like this could be a people-driven movement that drives the GOP to recognize what we want to hear. Yeah, but we're, we're going to have to lead because these useless idiots are not going to lead. Well, well, Kira, why, why don't, why aren't they in touch? Why are they out of step? I mean, you're in California, you're in touch, you're pretty on point on these issues about what people are feeling and not. Why isn't the Republican Party? They got eight thousand consultants and posters, and they they pull all the buzzwords. What what do suburban moms want to hear? Why does Kira Davis know when they don't? That's the problem. That's the consultant class. So we have a problem on both sides of the political fence, and it's called the consultant class. Now, I don't want to disparage anybody for making their living however they, they feel, but the consultant class really has been a scourge on um, the relationship between our parties and the people who vote for them. And, and yes, the people who vote for party feel a lot differently than the consultants do. The consultants are, are in a, a bubble that that's just a political bubble. But the rest of us are out here living real lives, regular lives. It's easy for us to consult with this person or that person about outreach or what do moms want? What do black Americans want? But at the end of the day, it's the people in those communities that you're, you need to hear from that have the real power, the real drive. I mean, we're seeing this, we're gonna talk about this, but we're seeing this in this parent movement, right? Driving uh, across the country where it's like parents are like, okay, we, we thought we could, depend on our elective representatives and our parties, but they aren't listening to us. So maybe we need to get in the game and do this ourselves. So I think the sooner the GOP recognizes that people are doing their own work, the better. Kira, you're running for school board, which again, I applaud you for it. I encourage people to do this all the time. That's actually how we take back the country. But where'd that come from? You got a good life. You don't need to run for school board. Why bother? <laughs> Uh, because I'm a parent and last week my area representative voted to keep the mask mandate uh, 10 days longer than need be and then she promptly resigned. And I realized that that wasn't somebody who was speaking for me. And I've been talking to parents all across uh, my region for for two years now, Jesse. We've been, we've been commiserating and weeping together and ranting and raving together. And I <coughs> if we don't do this, no one's gonna do this. It's time for us to step up and everybody everybody has opinions, but it's really difficult to put yourself on the line and your time on the line. I don't have time to do this, but at the same time, I can't afford not to. You know, and it's like I tell people all the time, get in the game. So this is me getting in the game, not as a political pundit, but as a parent. I've been grossly frustrated with the representation that I've had or not had on my school board. I'm just like all the other angry parents who have felt insulted and not listened to. And I love my child more than anyone else loves my child. I love my child more than my school board representatives love my child. And so I would never, I would never do anything that I thought would harm my child. So everything that I believe with mandates and all of that is because I love my child, not because I'm, I'm being reckless. And I feel like I'm being treated like I'm being reckless. I feel like most parents are being treated like that. And we're not, there's no better representative for our kids than us. So that's what I want to do. Can you accept out-of-state donations? What are the rules out there? 
I'm not quite sure yet, but yeah, I do have, I actually have had uh, quite a few out of state donations. So I think there's just a cap on them, but um, I literally, this, this woman um, resigned last Wednesday after she cast that vote. She immediately resigned and Thursday I declared. So I am just getting my campaign up and running, but you can go to careforschoolboard.org and you can find out how you can support me. I mean, the best way right now is to share everything that I'm doing and follow me on social media. Um, but this is a parent-led movement and this is parents behind it. This is not a party movement. And I think this is the way. This is what we have to do. Parents, we're gonna have to get uncomfortable make our lives really busy and make things inconvenient for ourselves for a while, but we no longer have the option of sitting on the sidelines. Um, the ne'er-do-wells have run away with it, so it's time for us to get back in the game. Amen. All right, we have a little video I want you to see here, Kira, and honestly, I, I know I'm supposed to be spiking the football about this video, but it, 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 it makes me sad. This is Florida's Surgeon General, Ron DeSantis' Surgeon General, talking about no vaccines for kids. The Florida Department of Health is going to uh, be the first state to officially recommend against the COVID-19 vaccines for healthy children. Okay, Kira, the reason I'm not spiking a football here is I know there are so many parents across the country who were either manipulated or felt forced into giving their child that vaccine. And now we have all this information coming out and that's a Harvard educated doctor right there saying, uh, yeah, don't give that don't give that vaccine to your child. If I was a parent right now and I had given it to mine, I'd be about half frantic and I'd be angry beyond belief. I think parents are confused, Jesse. That's what I, I think. I think that we've been told one thing and the other. I have friends who have been desperate for this vaccine for their children. They have felt like it was the key back to normalcy. And, and so many of them are still clinging to that idea. Um, and, and many of them do buy the idea that this guy is just a conspiracy theorist, which is hilarious. I think the people who are saying the vaccine doesn't have risk for children are the conspiracy theorists, if you ask me. I think that's the conspiracy. But I do uh, empathize with parents who are very confused. We've been getting conflicting information this whole time, but I fall on the side of the good doctor there. You know, the more I have I have seen about this vaccine, and I do believe that this technology is something that's going to be very well used in the future, and, and it'll be very successful in the future, but we're not there yet. And the idea that we're actually forcing parents to force in some places to, to put this vaccine in their child's body when the vaccine is actually more risky than their risk of COVID, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think for a lot of parents, it doesn't make sense. So they're asking themselves, why am I being pushed so hard to use this vaccine? And now here are Harvard educated doctors telling me, maybe we might wanna wait a minute when some of our school boards and some of our communities have already gone all in on this. So. This is a cause for us to, to stop and back up a little bit, and that's scary. It is really scary. Yeah. It is probably the most confusing time to be a parent in this world. It's just, it's just unbelievable the amount of information that we've got coming at us. But I would say to parents, your instinct is best, you know? And I, my instinct told me that this vaccine wasn't going to be right for my teenage daughter. And I got a lot of blowback for it and a lot of hatred for it. And um, the more that I learned, the more I think I did the right thing. And I'm so glad I trusted my instincts. And I think parents, you need to trust your instincts. Kira Davis, 
Thank you, ma'am. Good luck. Go get them. Thank you. All right. We got a lot more. We have Carol Roth coming up. I understand you're worried about gas prices, inflation. I can't promise she's going to make you feel better, but I can promise she's going to make us all smarter. We're going to talk to her in just a second. But first, health insurance. Obviously, I'm not naive. I know you don't get excited to pay your health insurance bill. I've had to shop for health insurance a lot because I bounced around so much. So I, I, I get what you're going through. But what if I could make you feel better about paying that health insurance bill? One Share Health is a wonderful company, a faith-based insurance group. 5% of your monthly, every month goes to our veterans struggling with PTSD. And they have everything. And I mean everything, 24-7, telehealth, vision, dental, you name it. And they have a deal for my viewers. If you go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly and use the promo code Jesse Kelly, it's 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Go feel good about your health insurance my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. We'll be back. Today I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. The decision today is not without cost here at home. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. Actually, it is true. But still, joining me now is my friend Carol Roth, recovering investment banker and author of the great book, The War on Small Business. Okay, Carol, well, it doesn't exactly take a genius to figure out that's, that's certainly not good. Uh, what is this going to mean for us here? Well, first of all, Jesse, I would just like to say I'm very relieved that the adults are back in charge. It has been a really great yes. thing for our country in general and the uh, economic meltdown that we're seeing. Unfortunately, all of this would have been completely avoided if they had put forth any sort of you know, general strategy, understanding that energy independence is an economic security and a national security issue, which you know many of us have been talking about for years. Uh, but you know they wanted to play stupid games and they're going to win stupid prizes. And unfortunately, the average American is the one who is going to pay both figuratively and literally. And it's not just the price of gasoline, it's the price of nickel. Today, as we, we uh, talk, it, uh, trading was halted on nickel because it more than doubled in price in trading. We have wheat that's going through the roof. We have fertilizer, all of these things that impact the economy. And you know, you and I have been talking about this for years. You cannot shut down the economy in whole or even parts of it, like you're power cycling a modem and think that one day, like, oh, okay, well, we shut down oil and gas leases and the pipeline, well, I'll just turn it back on tomorrow. Unfortunately, folks, it just doesn't work that way. Carol, I think people, it's hard for everyone to wrap their mind around how important the price of oil is for everything. It's way, way, way beyond the gas pump. It's just hard to explain to people how this world runs on oil. I mean, it is the, it is, 
the oil that keeps the economy going, for, for lack of a better way to put it. It is. Everything around us was brought on a truck, pretty much, for the most part, and that truck runs on diesel fuel. Can you explain why this thing reverberates throughout every part of the economy? Yes. Well, first, I was lied to. I was told that America runs on Duncan, but it is true. It yeah. runs on, on energy and, and oil being the backbone of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it impacts everything that we have, whether it's the electricity production that we that everybody uh, on the green side is so fond of, um, you know, transportation of goods all across the country, not only across the country, between countries, because whether it's a plane or a ship, those need to be fueled to get your goods, you know, to where they need to be going. Um, it's involved in the the processing of plastic. I mean, it is a major, major issue and, and part of the backbone of the economy. And so, you know, I care about the planet, but if you are going to live in a global world, shifting production away from us um, as a country who have more technology, more incentive to do that in a more clean manner, two countries, uh, if we're not buying from Russia, I don't know where we buying from, Iran, uh, Venezuela, I mean, who knows where, shifting it to these countries does not create a greener strategy. And, you know, a lot of us have been calling out this BS. Anybody who hasn't needs to step up and just call it for what it is, because we cannot continue down this path. If you want to create these green technologies, that's fine. But when they're ready and raring, then we can talk about a substitution. But you don't shut off what is already working and create this economic and national security issue in the meantime. Kira, speaking of nature, is that a, is that a butterfly on your shirt? It is, because much like Muhammad Ali, I float like a butterfly, but I sting like a bee. Of course. That's the first thing I said when you came on. I'm like, she's just like Muhammad Ali, guys. That's the first thing I said. All right, Kira. It's, it's a lot of darkness out there. I'm sure we'll get back to that in a second. But is there any, any light in the economy right now? Anything to feel good about? <laughs> Boy, you always ask me the difficult questions, Jesse. Um, I would say a couple of things. One is that there is, quote unquote, consumer strength. Um, during the pandemic, people were able to save up a lot of cash because they didn't go out of their house and didn't spend it. Um, so their personal balance sheets look better, although you know, certainly at the lower end of the income spectrum, they look much worse than they do at the higher end. And if you look at the true median versus the average, you know, there's a little bit of a distortion there. But again, I'm, I'm grasping here. I'm trying to find something uh, good to talk to you about. And then I'm also, you know, a fan okay. of the Warren Buffett school of investing um, is where you you know, kind of are fearful when everybody else is being greedy and you're greedy when everyone else is being fearful. So you are going to see good companies that are getting clobbered in the stock market. And if you have a long term view of investing, you're going to find entry points to continue to add. Not to say they're not going to go down further, but to build a position over a period of time. Um, you know, a good discount shopping opportunity is, is always something to take advantage of. Okay. Well, that's that old saying. What is it? When there's blood on the streets, buy property? I guess that, that saying continues apace. All right, Carol. Um, Joe Biden, he's signing an executive order this week aimed at cryptocurrency. Now, I will fully admit I've never gotten into it. There's nothing against it. I just, I, 
I, I barely know how to work my phone. It's way beyond me to even understand what it is and Bitcoin and whatnot. So nothing against it. It's fine, but I never got into it. I did always, however, think it was naive for people to say, well, this is freedom, as if the government is ever going to just allow some new form of currency out there without sticking their fingers in it. Yeah, I mean, this has been one of the biggest risk factors that I've talked about as well um, regarding cryptocurrency, that if somebody is trying to create this decentralized platform that is free and open, well, the government can't have that. They can't have you having wealth creation opportunities and things that they're not getting their cut of. Um, So they are going to, quote unquote, study it, which you know is politics or make it as hard as possible for this to succeed because they want to be the ones to control everything, especially a currency. On that digital front, um, cryptocurrency, which is you know o- open source and not really owned or controlled by anyone and is on the blockchain, is very different than a digital currency that is owned by the central bank. Um, this is the backbone of the social credit system in China and certainly um, has a, a plan to come to America. And they are talking and taking feedback from the public right now And if you have an opportunity, uh, go to the Federal Reserve's website and comment and say that you want no part of this, because if the central bank is able to control your currency, they're able to control your access to your currency, and they're able to control everything that you do, it will be the end of freedom in the United States. Well, on that sunny note, Carol Roth, author of the book, The War on Small Business. Thank you, Carol. Bringing you butterflies and sunshine, as always. (laughs) Thanks, Carol. Appreciate it. All right. We have the great Julie Kelly joining us here in just a second. But let me talk to you about something. I know what happens when things go crazy out there. You start buying things to prepare. It's understandable. Sometimes that's toilet paper. Sometimes it's ammunition. Sometimes it's guns. We're Americans, after all. May I just tell you, the holster you buy, the accessories you buy with your weapon should not be an afterthought. You need to make a priority your holster, your sling, your mag carrier. Northwest Retention Systems, they custom make everything, custom made right here in America. Go to nwretention.com, use the promo code JESSE, you get 10% off nwretention.com promo code jesse we'll be back there was a development this week um, a court filing claiming there is now evidence that president trump broke the law in his efforts to overturn the election in 2020 do you think that the attorney general is moving fast enough with his enforcement Uh, What we made clear in our filing to the court is we believe there's a good faith basis uh, to conclude that the former president and his campaign may have violated any number of federal laws, uh, including obstructing an official proceeding, the joint session, uh, and defrauding the American people. Uh, And I do think that the Justice Department ought to be looking at these issues and ought to be investigating, uh, in particular, just to give one very graphic example. The former president on the phone with the secretary of state in Georgia, uh, demanding that he find 11,780 votes that didn't exist, but the precise number he would need to overtake President Biden. 
I think if anyone else had engaged in that conversation, they would be under investigation, and it should be no different for the former president. Joining me now, my friend Julie Kelly, who has just been on point about all this insanity for a long time. She's the author of the book you should be reading by now, January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie, why the obsession still with Trump? I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around this. He's not president. He's golfing in Mar-a-Lago, eating breakfast on the beach somewhere. Why this obsession? Boy, listening to Adam Schiff accuse someone else of defrauding the American people, that takes a lot of gall. But of course, Adam Schiff can get away with it because he never had to pay a price for what he did defrauding, lying to the American people, lying to Congress, in Congress repeatedly about Russian collusion. Uh, they just can't give him up. They can't quit him, Jesse. Um, and so now they think finally they're going to get him on this obstruction of an official proceeding charge, which is interesting because it was just dismissed in a separate January 6th case by Judge Carl Nichols yesterday. So this is a very controversial felony uh, that's never been used in this political capacity before. It's a favorite of Andrew Weissman's, by the way. Um, so it's still going to be a tough road for even someone like Adam Schiff to kind of, you know, seed this this crime um, and and compel Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, to go ahead and try to criminally charge Donald Trump on a, on this obstruction charge. Julie, who's Matthew Perna? Matthew Perna um, is a 33-year-old man who was charged uh, with numerous offenses related to January 6th. He was not committed. He was not charged with any violent crime. He walked into the building. Other protesters, Capitol Police were there. He didn't have a weapon. He did not attack anyone. He didn't vandalize any property. And he left. For that, uh, 13 months after that, he was tormented by this Justice Department, charged, indicted. Um, he also was tormented by national and local news media. As you know, Jesse called a white supremacist and insurrectionist traitor. You have it from everyone from Joe Biden to Kamala Harris down to local news reporters, his own community, actually. And when he found out, he finally pleaded guilty, Jesse, like a lot of these defendants do, just hoping they can go on with their lives, put their lives back together. They've been completely destroyed and broken. Pleading guilty, thought he would spend maybe a few months in jail. His attorney found out from this Justice Department that they were going to seek years in prison for Matthew Perna, who has no criminal record. Uh, good upstanding oh. man. And um, finally, Jesse, according to his lawyer and his family, he just could not take the torture anymore, and he hanged himself in his garage a week ago Friday. God have mercy. Mm -hmm. All right, Julie, this Michigan thing, it's hard to transition into that, but it's, it's a really big deal. We were told, I remember, I still remember, waking up, rolling over, looking at my phone, and oh, man, there was a a right-wing plot to a kidnap the governor of Michigan? I, I remember it like it was yesterday, Julie. And then that story kind of went away as it began to unravel a little bit. Can you give us the latest and greatest on all that? And I do want to go back to Matthew Perch. So this is all the same red, right? From what Adam Schiff is talking about to Donald Trump to entrapping and tormenting someone like Matthew Perna to now entrapping what looks like kind of these misfits in Michigan being entrapped and lured by at least a dozen FBI undercover agents and informants who put together every aspect of this kidnapping ruse. 
Um, and so, but for the involvement of the FBI, careful oversight of every aspect of this plot, it never would have materialized. Jesse, the man who they say is the ringleader lived in the dilapidated cellar of a vacuum repair shop in a Grand Rapids strip mall. He slept on a rubber mattress with his two dogs. I mean, he he couldn't afford to do anything, let alone all these reconnaissance and, and military-style training um, excursions that were planned by these key informants. Um, but when you woke up to those headlines, it was October of 2020. As early voting was underway in the state of Michigan and other swing states, this was again this FBI attempting to interfere in a presidential election, sabotage Donald Trump, create all these negative headlines for him while Americans were voting in the presidential election. Now it's starting to fall apart. The media has lost interest, as you probably noticed, uh, but jury selection started today in Grand Rapids. The trial is expected to last about five to six weeks. Julie Kelly, I am sure you will be all over it, and we will be all over you trying to get you back on to keep us updated. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate you. Always happy to be here. Thanks, Jesse. All right, we have Lighten the Mood coming up, and I have to tell you, <laughs> it's a good one. It's going, it's going to make virtually every single person out there put a big fat smile on their faces, all right? All right, we'll be back. All right, it's time to Lighten the Mood, and I'll be honest with you, I watched this video like 20 times yesterday because it just it made me laugh every single time. I don't know if you have uh, if you have any experience with any of these tough guys, right? Career military guys, law enforcement types. You know, it is funny how often these guys are just the best dads in the world. Uh, just sit back. There's no sound with the video. Just sit back and enjoy a father being a father to his kids. Since then, he goes back to the daughter and puts two more in her. <laughs> All right. I'll see you tomorrow.